Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How many listeners did your podcast get for it to be deemed a success? Want to throw any guesses out there? Well, this is a question I get asked a lot. So I thought... Let's make this a theme for one of our podcasts. Welcome to episode 7, where we will be talking all about goals and KPIs. We're six weeks-ish into the business now, and things are going good. Um, Our second podcast, Outside the Box, is now released. Uh, The investment round is closed, and all the shareholder agreements and all that painful admin is done. So I feel as though I can really get started on building this business now and start making some money. There were a couple of other additional bits of admin that I had totally forgotten about too. This small, insignificant thing called insurance being one. Um, I remember looking into it right at the very beginning and then it totally slipped my mind. All sorted now though and I've got all sorts of policies in place for things that I'd never hear of before. Perfect. Um, And we have a first hire starting in a couple of weeks too. I'll probably dig into that a bit more on the next episode. But in the meantime, I had a lot of HR stuff to set up in advance of that. You know, employment contracts, payroll, employee handbook, more policies. Um, Rather than get the law firm to do all of this, the ones I've been using uh, the whole time, and keep adding a few more Gs into their pockets, I use a local independent company called GoHR. Uh, They had come highly recommended to me by a close friend who had started his own business many, many years ago, and they used this company for all of their HR needs. So this worked out a lot more cost-effective for me and generally faster to turn around, so I'm pretty happy with that. As part of this, I really enjoyed the process of creating the company values to be in the employee handbook so that new starters can get an early indication for what kind of company that I want to run. And I'm sure these will change over the years, but, you know, being the boss well, the only person in the company right now, it was quite cool to be able to make this 100% what I wanted it to be and in my own style. Uh, We'll see what other people think of these. And in fact, that could be a topic for one of the episodes in future. So back to what I mentioned at the beginning, what number of listeners determines if a podcast is a success or not? Well, take two of our podcasts. One of them has 90,000 downloads, which is bloody good for six weeks in, and the other has less than 1,500 downloads. Which of those is most successful? I think I can guess what most of you would say, but let's break it down. This podcast that you're listening to now has got between 1,000 and 1,500 listens so far. Like I said in the last episode, this was never created to be a chart topper. In fact, at the very beginning, I didn't really have a plan for it. I just thought it would be a cool thing to do, you know, to document my journey, however it ended or ends in the future in podcast form. Um, nothing more to it than that, really. Um, but now I see this as a really good marketing tool and even lead generation tool uh, for us as a company. Um I've had a good few people contact me, mainly on LinkedIn, having listened to this uh, with some ideas for collaboration. And a couple of those conversations have materialized into tangible things that could be really interesting for the company. And definitely opportunities that are worth pursuing anyway. And, you know, opportunities that just probably wouldn't have been 
likely have materialized had these people not have listened to this podcast. So, you know, I can see immediate value there in doing this. The other podcast, like I mentioned, has got 90,000 downloads. Pretty bloody good as a start, like I said. And I'm delighted with it, especially when you consider that most podcasts don't ever get beyond the 20,000 downloads mark. Um, And when you dig deeper into the analytics, the retention is really high too, which means that the people who start listening, they listen all the way to the end, which I guess is a good sign um, that it is a good quality podcast. And, you know, the fact that people aren't giving up halfway through means they're interested in it. Um, So all very positive there. Um, But the primary goal for me with a show like this is ad revenue. And while 90,000 downloads is great, it's still quite tough to monetize at scale at that level. Um, Part of that is down to my own lack of time to dedicate towards monetizing this podcast, which, you know, I do feel a little bit guilty about. But, you know, with everything else I've had to do to get the company set up, I just haven't, you know, had the time I thought I would do. Um, But again, having the new person on board starting in a couple of weeks time will certainly help with that. Um, But as I sit here now and look at both, I'd probably say that the podcast with a really small audience numbers is delivering more actual value to the company. So there's your answer, really. I mean, it totally depends on what your goals are, you know, who your target audience is, what you want to get out to your podcast. If it's to make money or if it's to help cross-sell another product, your approach should be very different and your KPI should be very different too. The truth is, as it stands today, if your primary goal is to make money out of your podcast, it's tough. Um, You need some serious scale and you need to know the right contacts. And it seems that in the UK, unless you have a celebrity name as a host, it's very difficult to get any meaningful audience scale and therefore it will be tough to make any money from it. Um, And even with a big name, it's not guaranteed. It takes a while to build that audience and then to get those brands on board. I'm sure if you ask people like Acast, who you know are the market leaders in the UK, and despite being the dominant force in the podcast monetization space in recent years, um, and they're still doing a phenomenal job of doing that today, I'm sure they will tell you that it's not easy, um, and it has probably been a bit of a slog despite their huge growth. Um, so if your primary goal from doing a podcast is to make money, I would encourage you to be realistic with this. It doesn't happen overnight and you need to be patient. The reality is that the first season is not going to make you a huge amount of money unless you've got a superstar name that has a huge natural fan following and fan base to leverage. Um, But, you know, that first season should really be the foundations that enable you to build that audience, build that loyalty and engagement, and then think about monetization in the second season. And in general, there's two ways of going about the monetization from a brand's perspective. While there are other ways, such as membership platforms like Patreon and live events and merchandise, etc. But I'm not going to go into those now. I'm just going to focus on the brand side of things. Um, so from a brand's perspective, there's sponsorship and media. Now, the lines between sponsorship and media can be blurred somewhat in terms of what is a sponsorship buy and what is a media buy. Um, but for the purpose of this, what I mean is that a sponsorship will be that you get a brand to sponsor a podcast for an entire season, for example. It'll be a fixed fee, and for that, they will get a this podcast is sponsored by kind of message, often a logo on the artwork, and they would be the only brand that is sponsoring that podcast. Um, now, you also get the this podcast is sponsored by kind of message with a media buy too, which is why I say the lines are a bit blurred here. But the difference here is that rather than paying a fixed fee to sponsor the entire season, the brand is buying X number of impressions at an agreed CPM for something like a month or a six-week period. The ad message can still be delivered by the host, which is known as a host read, um, and it can still say that this podcast is brought to you by kind of message, 
but that ad will be on rotation with many other ad messages. Um, in the podcast industry, this is known as dynamic ad insertion and is the most common way that podcasts are monetized today. Um, now, I'm not going to go into the specifics of dynamic ad insertion and CPMs and host reads and all of that. Um, the point I'm trying to make here is that the most common way of monetizing a podcast is dynamic ad insertion. And, you know, that is all based on CPMs and impressions. And unless you have a significant amount of weekly downloads, it's very hard to monetize in this way. Um, the preferred way is most definitely to get a brand to sponsor an entire season and to avoid those conversations about CPMs and impressions. Um, but unfortunately, this is not the most common way of doing it these days. Um, if I'm honest, you know, one of my challenges is going to be that all of my contacts and connections have traditionally been in the media world. Uh, that's fine in the whole because the majority of the conversations we will have will be with these people. So that's all fine. Um, but I've already started speaking to some talent and some of the people who are going to be hosting podcasts with us, hopefully. And they have said that they've got little interest in reading multiple hostries for multiple brands. Um, so we're going to have to dip into that sponsorship model and talk a lot more to the sponsorship people at the brands in addition to the media people. Um, you know, I've explained to the talent that the dynamic ad insertion model is the norm. Um, but didn't get too far with that, to be honest. Uh, you know, they just want simplicity. They just want one brand to sponsor their entire show. And I guess that's what we're going to have to do. So what about the other objective outside of just making money? Um, it could be that you just want to talk about something you're passionate about, or it could be that you want to promote a cause or you want to change people's perceptions on something. Or from a business perspective, you may want to educate people or just get them engaged with your brand. Or I guess ultimately, you may want people to end up buying something from you. Um, for things like this, don't get too obsessed with actual download numbers. Obviously, the more the merrier, but the most important thing for you is who is listening to your podcast. Let's just say that in the good old pre-COVID days, you would host a seminar or a workshop, or you take a stall at an exhibition or a speaking slot at a conference. And from any of these, you got, let's say, 500 people attending. You might think that's a good result. Now, what if you had 500 people listening to your podcast? Keep in mind that these are not just random people. It's very unlikely that a random person will stumble upon your podcast and listen to it for no reason. These people have chosen to listen to your podcast at a specific time and are listening intently. And again, I think I'm going to talk on another episode about the high attention levels that a podcast can bring. But anyway, I digress. So back to those 500 downloads. That may sound rubbish to some people and in some contexts, but actually, given the caliber of person listening um, and the reasons they're listening and how engaged they are, I'd say that's a pretty good result for your business and, you know, if, if you've got the right goals and KPIs. And also, it's a damn lot cheaper to produce and distribute a podcast than it is to take a stall at a conference or host a big seminar with lunch and drinks. Ah, lunch and drinks, those were the days. So, it's not a one-size-fits-all approach to KPIs on podcasts. The obvious route to look at is simply, well, how many listens do you get? And that's, the, you know, the determining factor for how successful your podcast is. But you need to be very clear on who your target audience is and what your ultimate goals are from this. And then you can create your KPIs from that. And remember, be realistic and be patient. So I'm going to wrap that up for this episode now. A bit different this time, as I wanted to focus on a theme as opposed to just giving an update on how the company is doing. Um, but we'll mix it up over the next few months. Uh, the next episode, I'm going to dig into the joys, he says sarcastically, of working with talent and their lovely agents, of course. Um, until then, thank you for listening and keep those comments flooding in.
Thank you for listening and joining me on this journey as a startup founder. Please follow, like, share and subscribe to this podcast. And we'd love to hear your thoughts and stories from your own personal startup journeys too. So please follow us and comment on social media at Pomodo Podcasts. We've also got loads of great new shows launching soon. The first of those being Couples Quarantine with James Haskell and Chloe Maidley, who are positioning themselves as today's modern day agonions. They will be responding to people's questions, comments and stories about being in a relationship in their own unique style. So please give that a listen. I promise you it's going to be very entertaining. Thank you for listening to Pomodo and being part of this journey. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus.